Four seconds to go. Lincoln for the lead. That was uh, just a little preview of what we're going to be talking about today on Bama Football Junkies. Uh, my name's Robert. I'm Shari. And uh, last week we uh, talked about some of our favorite offensive players from the, the Nick Saban uh, era, the golden era of, of, of Alabama football, or one of the golden eras. And uh, this week, <laughs> so many to choose from. There are so many to choose from. Problems with Bama fans. Right? <laughs> uh, this week, um, we're going to look at the def- defensive and special teams uh, aspect of the game. Uh, look at you know some of our you know what do we think are the favorite players, um, and uh, you know where you know some honorable mentions and where they fall. Exactly. All right. So, um, starting on defense, I guess we should start with the. The big uglies. The man up front. The man up front, right? So, um, you can go first. All right. Well, first defensive lineman I would nominate would be Marcel Darius. Here's Gilbert, that inside shuttle pass. Incomplete. uh, Incomplete. Or is it a fumble? Picked up by Darius. Darius in the air. Darius going for the end zone. That could be a touchdown if he's got it in the air. That's an interception and a touchdown. Darius, however you want to say it. I mean... (laughs) We knew him as Darius for three years, and then he flipped the script, told us it was actually Darius. So once I'm going to honor his. Once you get them big bucks, you change the name. You know, I'm going to honor his pronunciation, Mr. Marcel Darius. Um, I think uh, he was one of those first unique beasts that we had on the line on defense. It was just when he finally put it together in that 2009 season, I believe, and in that LSU game, he kind of just took took things over and just became just. Uh, a, a force, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A force on the line and kind of, he would change the scope of the game, get everyone hyped up with his plays and he would just really get after the quarterback. And I just think he was just, he he was a guy that was just, you know, physically he was really big, but at the same time he just, he uh, had, a, had a good um, attitude, you know, he never mm-hmm. seemed to, you know, he waited his turn and he, he was a humble guy. He was humble. Yeah. You know, he's a big guy, but he was humble. You never really heard of him being too brash and, and uh, even now, he's really appreciative of his time at Alabama and and uh, what he learned there. So I, I would definitely nominate him. I think a perfect example of that is, I believe it was after the national championship, 2010, BCS 2010 national championship. He was named defensive MVP, and they had the microphone in his face, and all he could do was giggle, giggle, giggle like a little kid, like a grown kid, you know. So uh, kind of shows the kind of person he was. But yeah, I mean, he was. You know, first team all SEC 2010. He was number three overall pick. Yep. Uh, so I agree. You know, it's one of our first big, uh, big D line uh, signees. Yeah. I'm gonna stay with that same era. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Terrence Mount Cody. Oh, man. Yeah. In terms of uh, you know accolades and impacts, you know, talking about getting someone from the community college. You know, the guy just kind of showed up one day. You know, I'd really didn't even notice him until the 2009 season apparently he was here before that yeah he was 2008 he was he was he was doing really well but he got hurt and yeah, he got okay, injured okay and that's what happened a couple of guys got injured on defense and it kind of you know derailed him but he came back in 2009 even lighter yeah. you know a few pounds lighter than he was the year before and uh he was hungry you know yeah. cody was oof. yeah and he was a you know unanimous all-american that year. Cody. in 2008 and 2009 mm-hmm. which is kind of crazy to think about uh, Lombardi finalist, uh, Benaric Nagurski finalist. Uh, but, of course, you know, all these awards, you know, are, you know, you can say whatever you want, but play on the field is what we're all about. Yeah. And, uh, you know, no one play. Of the, one of the biggest, bigger, yeah, no bigger. bigger play, one of the biggest plays in Alabama lore. Yep. Uh, the, you know, the two blocks, especially Rocky the block. last block, Rocky block mm-hmm. uh, against Tennessee. You know, we don't win that first national championship and without it. And, you know, who knows, you know, what happens after that. But, you know, it really got things rolling with that championship, and uh, you know, you you got to have a gritty win every season, yep. and and that there was no bigger than that. You None know, just bigger. Ripping Tennessee's heart out, you know, it's always always a pleasure, <laughs> always fun. It's my pleasure, but uh, you know, just to see him, uh, you know, that impact on that that one play. I mean, it was just uh, it was just phenomenal. Just your will, yeah. Okay, I believe we said we were going to make three D linemen, right? Yes. Okay. Um, so you said Darius. I said Cody. 
Um, I'm pretty sure we hit the last one, but you go ahead and say it. Um, Aishon. Aishon. Aishon yes. Robinson. Aishon. And Reed Ferguson is the snapper. Oh. Glad I only drew a half line to it. <laughs> blocked, blocked. And it's live. Blocked by Aishon Robinson. What a game Aishon Robinson has had. Well, from the new new class, the yes. newest the newest class, the crop come out. Uh, Ashad was a guy that we all knew was going to be. He was going to be a beast even when he was a freshman. I mean, just still standing next to him, just seeing him, it was just like he's eighteen. It's like good God, you know, you, you couldn't believe it. He was just a physical specimen. As far as speaking as a physical specimen, he was just out, you know, out of this world. But uh, you know, what's his? Uh, uh, game, his skills, his his knowledge of the game, his savvy caught up with uh, with they caught up with his with his physical talents. I mean, that two thousand you know two thousand fourteen, two thousand even two thousand fifteen, he was just even better than he was in twenty fourteen, which is you know hard to think about. But he was slimmer. He lost a few weight, added a little muscle, and I mean the proof was in the pudding. He was just he was dominant, he, jumping over people and and just you know Leonard Fournette just hadn't had had nightmares, I'm sure, after that game of number 86 coming and tagging on him and, and throwing him uh, three yards behind the line. So I would definitely have to say Aishon would be my third. Uh, yeah, I agree. You know, he's because uh, this is All-American. He's going to be a first-round pick. Uh, one of my favorite scenes from this past season was uh, the press conference after or before the playoff games. Uh, and it was Derek and Aishon in the press conference, and, and there was a picture of them two sitting side by side. And uh, it was it was on Twitter. <laughs> it, said, it was nice of Derek Henry to bring his uncle to the press conference. <laughs> and I mean, that's just fitting because he looks just like a grown. He's a man child. Yep. He, he's a, a very intimidating. You know, someone that you'd hate to meet in a dark alley yep. somewhere. But you know, uh, he, on the football field, you know, he we all worship him. You yep. know, he's just you know a heck of a player. And, I'm glad that you know he was able to uh, to come to come to yep. Crimson Tide. All right, let's uh, move over to linebackers. This um, is this is one of the, you know more fun aspects of this uh, this whole concept of the whole all saving team. Mm-hmm. It's really getting to the defense, and this is one of those areas where it's just who do you choose? Who do you leave off? Yeah, but it's the linebacker, the the core. Because we said we were going to pick four. Yeah, right? we have four Ooh, linebackers, and we're not going to we're not going to sub you know subjugate the inside and outside and Mike and you know all that. We're just going to go straight up linebacker. Mm-hmm. You know, four guys. Who would you have? Um, so I'll let you lead on this one. Uh, who would you go uh, off the bat with? All right. So my first pick, and this is. Uh, well, I guess I'll go. I was going to go in chronological order, but I'll just go in order of esteem. Um, my first pick and probably the most decorated, uh, um, decorated linebacker we've had is C.J. Mosley. Okay. Third down and nine. Into the middle, intercepted, picked off. Touchdown, C.J. Mosley. Remember, he picked Jefferson for the BCS championship game. I think, uh, you know, CJ, if you look at him, he was, uh, you know, two time champion, 2012, 2013. Uh, 2013, he was the MVP of the championship game. Uh, he's a two time consensus All American, two time first, uh, first team All SEC. He was freshman All American. He was SEC Defensive Player of the Year of 13, 2013. He won the buckets in 2013. You had a crazy stat that he had back to back 100. You know, led the, led the team in tackles in back to back years, yep. over 100 tackles. You said that's never been. Yep, he's the only saving uh, uh, linebacker. Yeah. I think only an Alabama linebacker that's like I've done that. I mean, yeah, and, and he brought. You know, he he's kind of led the way for the new era of linebackers and that linebackers that can that can cover as well. You know, he's got a ton of interceptions. He, you said he had what three pick sixes in that in his freshman year mm-hmm. alone. Um, uh, so you know he's uh, you know he's bringing a lot of skill you know and he's physical too it's yep. not like he's a softy you know he 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 hit with the best of them yep. he got he down the line he, he, he laid some wood you know he he put put it down there so uh, I have to put C J Mosley at the top you know I, I just think that everything he brought to the table you know he didn't have really a a, a compliment you know maybe like some of the other guys we'll talk about on this list you know he was kind of by himself mm-hmm. and he really kind of took command. Uh, of the team once some of his uh, you know his predecessors uh, left. 
the the true alpha, the alpha. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, you know, since Rolando before him, he was probably the next alpha of of a, of a Saban defense. Like you said, he didn't really have a compliment to him. You know, Rolando did have Dante, but Dante was really young and he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, that what two thousand nine. So. Uh, but you know he was he was definitely the, the the main guy. He was the head of the defense. And CJ, twenty thirteen, you know he came back for his senior year. He was the alpha of that mm-hmm. defense. You know he was he was the 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 heartbeat. You know via the drum. You know it went through it went through him. So I have no no qualms with putting him. I also like the precedent that he set when he came back because he very well could have gone mm-hmm. in the two thousand twelve season, uh, but he decided to come back for his senior year. And that's kind of set the present. You see, Reggie did the same thing. Now we Jonathan got Allen's doing now it. I got Jim Dallin and Ruben Foster mm-hmm. doing the same thing. So you know, it's kind of setting a precedent there. You know, where these these linebackers have great junior years, but you know, come back and really be the man. Yep. In their senior year, transcend. So, you know, yeah. the, the 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 role of of just being a linebacker to being the, the alpha. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, for number two, I would go uh, with a guy that I just mentioned. Uh, the guy that was the first true, I guess, nickname in Alpha, uh, Mr. Rolando McClain. Third down and 12. Tyrod steps up, but cannot escape as Alabama collapses the pocket and big Rolando McClain makes the stop. Uh, Rolando is also a 100 tackle, uh, Nick Saban linebacker. Um, he was uh, one of those first, came with that first recruiting class Nick Saban had mm-hmm. in 2007 class mm-hmm. that, you know, um, wasn't as heralded as the, obviously the 2008 class and after, but it played a very important role oh, yeah. in, in setting the tone and laying the foundation. Because, you know, there, yes, there were guys that came that were there when Shula was there and that stayed over and bought in, but those 2007 recruits were kind of what yeah, like a Kareem Jackson. Kareem like Jackson was, yeah, yeah, he was in that class. Yeah. Those guys, those are the guys that you kind of um, you you have you know even greater respect for because they bought into what Nick was saying and they really didn't have any proof to go by other than what he had done before. Mm-hmm. But you know, Rolando, I just think um, you know he had you know he's you know his issues obviously off the field, but you know on the field he was just so smart and he he was communicating he was basically they always said he was basically an extension of Nick on the field yes. remember they used to yes. always say that yes. whenever Rolando played uh yeah i mean i agree and you know the stats back that up again you know i hate throwing stats out here but you know the unanimous all american first team he he got better every year he started out as a freshman he was a freshman all american uh his sophomore year he was third team uh Third-team All-American, SEC first-team, and then his junior year he blew up. He won the, the Buckus Award, so he was one of the first players we had to win a major national award under Saban. Um, and so, you know, he just got – he was SEC Defensive Player of the Year, so he just got better and better uh, every single year. Yep. Um, I really waffled. You know, I wanted to – it was between him and C.J., um, and, I, you know, I went ahead and went with C.J., but, uh, you know, I definitely can't find any fault in Robe McLean. All right. So, if you're number three, who would you have next man up? Number three, again, is another tough choice. You know, I, I ultimately think we're going to end up with the same four. Uh, but I will go ahead and put Dante Hightower as my number three. The show blitz, they come with it. Stafford on the run, throws complete to Green, but it's taken away and intercepted by Dante Hightower. Popped right out of Green's hands. And Hightower goes the other way with it. Um, Date, again, he, uh, you know, he was a fr- freshman in, what, 2008? So he was there. He played and learned behind uh, Rowe, you know. But they kind of, you know, were kind of a tag team duo. We got a, yep. lot, of, a lot of plays freshman year. Uh, and, you know, and then he got hurt. Again, 2009, he got hurt. Um, that was a big loss for us that year. I remember it happening. Um, we were able to come that, yeah, and we were able to come back against that. But that was a, a big loss that year. Uh, junior year, he wasn't 100, percent and the team, you know, kind of struggled. That was that 2010 year, kind of mm-hmm. lost year. Um, you know, it was kind of tough. But then, uh, you know, in 2000, uh, you know, uh, 2011, you know, with the the great defense, you know, he was again, you know, he's kind of the leader, kind of alpha of that defense. And uh, you know, I, I have utmost respect for him coming back from that injury to. To lead the team, you know, to a 
another national title. And he kind of regained his form, that 2009 form back in 2011, and he was even bigger, obviously, you know. As you go progress through the process, through the fourth quarter program with Scott Cochran, you're going to get bigger as you go mm-hmm. through your years at, at Alabama. So he got bigger by the time he was in 2011, but he was he was back to his speed and his quicker and his vigor that he had in 2009 before the ACL tear. And so, I mean, um, first, you know, first round draft pick, you know, uh, when he came out, mm-hmm. now, you know, he plays, he has a championship ring. He's ar- he's arguably the best linebacker in the pros yeah. in Alabama. You know, yeah, how has, you know, that has under Saban and, and, you know, his, his, I mean, the defense performance in the 2011 BCS championship game, you know, in, itself was amazing, but he just, he just jumped out on, off the, t- you know, off the tape, you know, every time you watch that game, you just, you see him and how hype he was and how, you know, they just – they were swarming. And I think he, they took their, their bravado from him mm-hmm. that, that year. Mm-hmm. So, I would definitely put Dante as my number three. So, I guess I'll wrap it up with the fourth. And, yeah, this one I really struggled over. Like, I swapped and I X'd out and I moved people around, and you know. And so, I ultimately have to settle uh, with uh, Courtney Upshaw. Jefferson's in trouble. Brought down. He will be Ooh. my fourth uh, nominee. That's not what I expected. Um, is that a curveball from you? That was a little curveball. <laughs> that was a little bit of a curveball. I wasn't expecting um, that. I just I go. I've, I've last few days. I've gone back and looked at some of the uh, games from 2009, 2010, 2011, and each of those years, Courtney Upshaw was. Um, had standout moments, especially as a freshman in 2009. You know, had that that play we talked about earlier, uh, the Kentucky, um, where he got the interception for a touchdown after Don Rolando uh, kind of batted it to him. Yeah. Um, but uh, but the you know 2010 uh, Capital One uh, Bowl. He was a beast. He was a beast. Yeah. It, it was kind of a sign of things to come. He was yep. just throwing the Michigan State line, uh, offensive line around, and he t- took two two quarterbacks out of that game. Uh, you know he was this, he was a beast in that game, and yeah. then he just it, it didn't uh, skip a beat going into 2011. Uh, that game against Florida, particularly uh, in the swamp, you know, must chance first year they had to take back the swamp was the theme of that game, yeah. and we took back the swamp. I mean, <laughs> he you know he was sack fumble they didn't call, but he definitely fumbled the ball. But then the pick six he has for like 50 yards. I mean, he was. That game, you know, was like a personification. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, that's what I did the last few, uh, last week since last time we met, and he just he he just jumped off the screen every time. You know, he he was just always in the game, and even from even from the freshman year, 2009, all the way to his junior year. So, I would I I I struggled with it, but I would go with Courtney as my fourth. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I can't disagree with you. You know, it's uh, very noteworthy. I had him down one slot, had him fifth. Gotcha. I had Reggie. Reggie uh, Ragland. 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 <laughs> I had Reggie. Uncle Reg. Uncle Reg. I had him fourth. Uh, if, if, if anything, um, you know, and again, it's maybe nitpicking, uh, but I don't know. I would say Courtney was more of a hybrid you know, he technically is a linebacker, but he also played with a hand and a dirt a lot. Yeah. Definitely on the defensive end a lot. I love, uh, you know, a Tim Williams. Um, but um, Ryan Anderson. Or Ryan Anderson. Yeah. Uh, while uh, Reggie was, you know, back there, you know, he was the quarterback, you know, back there calling the shots. Uh, but, uh, you know, the impact of both players, you know, can't be, you know, can't be overstated. So. And- Reggie's impact on this 2015 team can't be understated. Oh, I mean, no, no, like no, you no, said, no. you know, he came back. You know, he could have easily gone in the NFC draft. He'd be playing Sunday ball right now, but he he won. He wanted his eyes were on a bigger prize. And the way that the year ended last year, I think, and the year before 2013 and 2014, it was just he wanted to be a part of the uh, the rest- restoration of the Alabama name, the dynasty. You know, uh, he he was. I guess he took probably personally the the the, the dynasty's dead and all this. You oh, know? he most certainly took and it personally. He took you it. could see how he was, you know, emotional he was after the title came. Yeah. So he definitely took it yeah. personally. So I mean, I I mean, I mean, to now I mean, in the moment I'm just like, uh, can I can I really <laughs> that talk, that talk you out of it? Because I mean, he's just the, he okay. was him coming back for a senior year and just leading us back yeah. after the way the last two seasons yeah. ended. I, I guess I would 
I could I can definitely boost Reg into the top four. I mean, he's I mean he's just he 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 did it the right way. You know, he he was, he left it all in the field. He hit clean and he hit hard. You know, that hit on Malcolm Mitchell on the Georgia game. I just love watching that because he tees him up, but it's completely clean mm-hmm. and he doesn't get up whooping and hollering he gets up and he you know he gives a high five to his teammates but he turns around and goes back to his business the play i love watching is the uh, interception versus texas a&m yeah where... three man rush this time across the oh, intercepted reggie ragland what a play he just snatches it from the defensive line like he, was... he just snatches it and you know it was play you know Gary, Gary's reaction told it all. Yep. Because if you know football, you know that was a how, a, a hell of an impressive play. Yeah, what a play. Yeah, it was a great play. And, you know, you know, he was just, being blocked, and, yeah. and he basically jumped out of a block. Out of a block to, to get to, the interception. To, to, and he, a he hard throw. And, he, and then Gary throw. says it. He, intended, he meant to intercept it. It wasn't, he wasn't trying to bat it down. Yeah, I mean, he was a three-time, uh, three-time <gasps> SEC champ, 2015 SEC Defensive Player of the Year. A unanimous All-American in 2015. Uh, Courtney can't say any of that. Yeah. Okay. I mean that's. I mean that's just. All right. Uncle Reg into the top four. I'm not getting butthurt or anything. I have no qualms with that. You talked me into it. I told you. All right. All right. I waffled on it, but you know, we'll we'll go with Uncle Reg in the fourth spot. So would you uh, put it up there in honorable mentions? For linebacker, or um, yeah, I, I guess we skip D line. Um, who would you say honorable mentions for the D line would be that you thought about? Um, I thought about um, guys like Brandon Dederick, mm-hmm. um, Quentin Dial, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, Jesse Williams. I definitely put Jesse, Jesse Williams. Jesse Williams, up there. Uh, uh, Jesse Williams, man, he monster. was he was a monster, and he was mm-hmm. you know had the. The, the face, the war paint, the the, uh, the Maori war well, paint. Was it the championship game that he got hurt and came back? Yeah, in? Yeah, came back in and had that big fourth or the no, it was the uh, SEC championship game. Okay, what year was that? Twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. Yeah, okay. uh, and he comes back in and has like a huge fourth and one stop, mm-hmm. and then I think we come back that next series and take the lead, and eventually that was the game winning touchdown, the coop, but. Yeah, Jesse Williams, I definitely put in on all mention. Yeah, I put them in there to put Josh Chapman. Uh, maybe Jar and Reed, uh, put him in there, and then uh, Jonathan Allen. You know, we'll yeah, J A. We'll see what he does. You know, I next think he year. has a possibility. Like we we'll talk about this at the end of the show, yeah. but you know, he could be very well in this mix. Like, you know, by the end of next year. Uh, what about linebackers? Uh, well, mm-hmm. since you kicked my one guy out, I will give it to up Courtney. Okay. You know, we'll, obviously we'll, you need we'll to go on mission. He's close enough. Yeah, he's, there's some shine there. Uh, maybe trade a priest. The priest. You, you know, know he, um, we, you know, he was. On a team that kind of uh, struggled, you know, he really wasn't. He tried to be the alpha, and he really wasn't. How about a three-time uh, national champion linebacker, and Nico Johnson? Nico Johnson, yeah, Nico. He definitely gets. A he play. was just always. He wasn't ever the the the, the guy, and you know the flashes of it. He, you know, he did his job. Yeah. You yeah. know, he was he got serious play time as a freshman, two thousand nine. He played hard every year, and he was always in the mix, and he was on three championship teams. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's pretty amazing. So I definitely throw Nico in that. Linebacker, honorable mention. And then, yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, so, all right, let's move to cornerback. The backfield, defensive uh, backfield. When I got to corner, I, I thought corner was much deeper than it really was. And, uh, you know, my, you know, I don't know, we said we were going to make two corners and two safeties. Yes. Okay. Um, you know, the corners, I thought they were going to be deeper than they really were, but they, they, they weren't mm-hmm. uh, as much. So, um, you go ahead. Um, first cornerback I will um, will uh, nominate is uh, D Demarcus Milner. D Milner, D E E. Going down the right sideline, the receiver. It's intercepted. Picked off at the forty-five by Milner. Forty, thirty-five, thirty. Milner breaks the daylight. Uh, he was. Uh, he struck. He had his growing pains. 20, 2010. Oh, you know, yeah. oh, he no struggled doubt. hard. I no mean, doubt. he got picked on, and it was just like this kid is never going to get it. And but twenty eleven, it was it's night and day. And you go. I mean, he was you know making. He was always tipping passes, pass breakups for days. Uh, second most pass breakups in a season uh, with twenty and uh, with twenty eleven, and uh, and then for his career with thirty six. You know, as far as you know. 
Alabama history. That's the second most pass breakups of all, you know, all Alabama players. Mm-hmm. Defense, mm-hmm. the quarter backfield, not just under Saban. Um, and 2012, even better than 2011, and he was just truly a shutdown corner. People were afraid to throw to him, and then Notre Dame was foolish enough to go after him, and, you know, they, they regretted it greatly. So um, I would definitely go with him. I, I agree with that. Uh, yeah, like you said, D. Milner, he kind of struggled, but, um, you know, he ended up being, uh, you know, I, think, I still think it's bull that he didn't win uh, the Thorpe Award, you know, behind Jonathan Banks, Mississippi State. That's garbage. You know, D. Milner, you know, was just a, a wrecking beast. And I thought it was funny in the uh, the SEC cha- uh, the uh, national championship against Notre Dame. They kept trying to yep. pick on Kirk Herbstreit was just yeah, Kirk, perplexed. Yeah, Irby was. Why would you? Why would you do that? And uh, yeah, he made him pay. Yeah. So I agree with that. Drake. Yes. Um, Dre, uh, you know, he didn't really. I, I would have expected, or that I would have expected, uh, but his impact was. You know, he was. Uh, national championship teams um he was a first team all-american 2011 um you know my favorite moments you know one you know, kills the arkansas fans hearts by uh intercepting the with the, what was supposed to be a thrown away pass. He was so close to the sidelines but you know dre kind of uh scooted on the sidelines and picked it off and chased lobs it deep oh is it picked off it was yes it is dre kirkpatrick number 21 uh, he was my choice for the other other side of the field, the other corner. Um, go after him. They kind of uh, avoided Dre, and he was and he was very physical, too. You know, he would hit. You know, do play hard on special teams. He played special teams all the way up until his last year at Alabama. Uh, you know, he was part of that gang tackle on the Honey Badger in the championship game at Rare Premier. All right, so um, so we, we got have, the corners. We got the corners. Uh, any honorable mentions for the corners? Um, Maybe Kareem Jackson. Kareem Jackson, definitely Kareem. Part of that 2007 recruiting class we talked about earlier. Uh, but, yeah, definitely Kareem. And he's kind of um, a little shocker where he got drafted. I remember uh, we were kind of surprised. He went mind. a lot higher than he went. But I guess, you know, he he was a lot better than we thought and we remembered him being. But, yeah, I'll definitely give Kareem an honorable mention. And, again, he's been probably the best pro corner that – you know, we've had, he's had a long, most, really good yep, career. Had the most pass breakups in, in a single season with 29, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, he was he was in there. 13 of those came in 2009. And he's he's gotten paid. He's gotten a couple, couple big contracts. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I definitely um, I put Marquise Johnson up there. Yes. Uh, game six out with Marquise, 2009, South Carolina. South Carolina. Uh, Mar- Alshon uh, Jeffrey. Alshon Jeffrey, four <laughs> times, three t- How many times did they go to him on that three times in a row? Yeah, three times To in that a row. corner, that fade, and not, went to the well, and it came back empty every time. But, yeah. Um, I would also put Javier there. Javier. You know, he's an All-American in 2009. Um, I, in my mind, you know, he – He's in, he's held in higher regard for his return game. Yeah, uh, but he was a formidable corner in his own mind. Uh, that interception against uh, Florida in yep. uh, the SEC championship game. Yep. Uh, he had a big one in, uh, against Texas as well, and in, in the BCS championship oh yeah, game, definitely did. So definitely did. And then uh, Cyrus. 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 Cyrus the virus. Cyrus. The virus. He's one of those guys that he's. He's dear, near and dear to all of our hearts as Bama fans because, mm-hmm. you know, he's got a guy you remember when he came in as a – he's a return guy, but he was a receiver. Yeah, he was a receiver. Number eight, and it was just like, you know, who's Cyrus Jones, and he struggled mightily, you know. Um, and then he, the swap to corner or to defense and mm-hmm. another struggle. You know, he got tore up by that 2013 <laughs> A&M game. Oof. Mike Evans. Yeah. Basically, Mike Evans owes his career to Cyrus Jones. <laughs> he does. He needs every time he gets paid, he needs to send a check to Cyrus Jones. A bottle of Cristal. <laughs> um, and Cyrus, you know, he was in the return game early in his career, and he didn't think he muffed a kick, and then he got benched, and we didn't see him again for another year. Um, you know, I think this year was a full year of redemption. You know, we, we could talk about so many players being redeemed uh, this year, uh, but Cyrus has got to be one of them Definitely. as well because, you know, he proved his meadow as a corner. You know, he was – you know, he was he ended up being the, the shutdown ish corner mm-hmm. that uh that we needed, uh, the leader in the in the in the defensive backfield that we needed, um and uh, uh obviously a, a spark in the return game. So I definitely put Cyrus uh Cyrus there. All right, this is we're coming to now we talked about how we thought cornerbacks weren't that thin or that, that, that deep. Mm-hmm. Safeties are that deep and yeah, then hella so. deep. 
this is going to be two two spots for arguably six, seven, eight guys. You know what I mean? It's just, it's going to be hard. So um, I'll let you take the lead on this one. Uh, who would you pick as your first safety for the Nick Saban all Saban defense? Um, I think you have to pick the most decorated of the safeties. I'm going to pick Mark Barron. Backs in the eye. Play action. He goes deep. The second pass is intercepted. Mark Barron flies down the sidelines, spins, and is taken down at the three. Uh, Mark, uh, again, a two-time champion, 2010-2012. Uh, uh, he was All-American in 2010, uh, a unanimous All-American in 2011, first team All-SEC uh, all in 9, 10, and 11, uh, and he was the seventh overall pick. Uh, Mark Barron, you know, came in in that, uh, was it that 08 recruiting class, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with Julio, you know, Julio and Mark, you know, he made an impact as a freshman. I remember seeing him on special teams, making big hits and thinking, man, this kid is going to be something special mm-hmm. one day. And he brought that same intensity into the defensive backfield, you know, you know, making big hits, but also making big plays. I think he had... Uh, one year, freshman year, I think he had, or sophomore year, he had seven interceptions. Mm-hmm. 2009, 2009, that next year. Next yep. year he had seven interceptions. 12 total like, for his career. Like third in the third in the country, top of third in the country. So, um, you know, he had ball skills, but he could also play the run, uh, play defense. Uh, you know, he, he he was a little dinged up there for a while, and he kind of suffered from it. Uh, but, uh, you know, when he was healthy, there was there was no better uh, yeah. better safety Mark in the country. Mark Barron, definitely, uh, he's, he's, he's my number one safety. Mm-hmm. Uh he was a thumper. You know, he hit, like you said. Um, you know, had 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 a lot of hits on special teams, but at the same time on defense, he was he was formidable over the middle. You know, he he the he didn't let stuff go. You know, he was either picking it off or you know he, he was going to knock you down or knock it down. Uh, Twenty ten, he had that bad injury mm-hmm. and the 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 cam back Iron Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the you know reasons that they were able to come back is he was just. He he was the only option we had. You know, the, the guy behind him wasn't good enough to play, but he was just playing with one arm, and he couldn't get his arms up to defend some of the passes that were coming at him. And uh, but it just shows you how how talented he is. That at fifty percent, he was the best we had to keep in the game. Yeah, so yeah. Um, definitely, he's going to be my number one safety. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, oh man, this is just. We might talk about this for a little while, but I just basically went with what you did and just go with the most decorated. I think, um, and you know, statistically wise as well. And um, my number two safety is going to be Robert Lester. Third and goal. They fake the toss. They throw to the end zone, and it's intercepted by Lester. Uh, you know, twenty ten. Wow. Yeah, twenty. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> Uh, you go, I, 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 and I'm basing this off of the games that I've gone back and watched. You know, uh, not just you know 2010, but uh, particularly in 2012. You know, him back there with Ha Ha Clinton Dix. They were, they were, you know, probably the last great you know safety tandem that we've had. Uh, you know, uh, you know, who, you know, who knows what what will come. You know, with the guys this year, but. Uh, man, he's had the lightning rod year of 2010. Obviously, you know, oh, yeah. with eight interceptions, yeah. and he Came was just all over, all over the place. Yeah. But you know, he had a fall off. You know, you know, with the interceptions, but he was still, you know, very pivotal in in the defensive backfield and, and being enforcers. He kind of took the role, took the mantle from Mark Barron after he left. As far as that's as as far as I, I saw on the field and the way he played and how physical he was. Wow, I got, I got to say I'm pretty shocked. You, <laughs> you threw, threw me back there, you know. You shook, you shook me, you know, on that one. Um, you put Robert Lester above, haha, Clinton Dix. You put him above Landon Collins. I'm just saying. I'm just going. Both by of it. them were all Americans. Robert Lester wasn't. You put him above Rashad Johnson. Yeah, I would put him above Rashad Johnson. Woo, okay, okay. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll defer to you this time since you made the concession to me last time. Uh, I mean, yeah, Robert, you know, his, you know, think about this 2011 defense. We had Baron and Lester as safety with Kirkpatrick ha-ha, well, coming, off, yeah, the coming off the bench. We had Dre and Daquan Menzi at cornerback with D. Milner coming off the bench. We had Courtney and Dante. Oh, we didn't mention Daquan for all the mention. Yeah. We had Courtney and Dante coming off, uh, starting with CJ and Trey DePriest coming off the bench. I mean, 
Goodness gracious. That's just the defensive side of the ball. I mean, ah, damn. How can... <laughs> I mean, this is what I'm saying. It's just so hard. Yeah. I mean, you know, you have two spots. I'm just saying as far as, you know, uh, if you had to have one game, you want to line up your best crew. That's, those are two guys I would put in the middle as far as, you know, guarding the middle of the field. Okay. Okay. Well, honorable mentions then. Uh, for safety, um, you know, you already said Landon Collins, Ha Ha Clinton Dix, um, but uh, Vinny Sinceri mm-hmm. is one of my favorite Saban players, mm-hmm. uh, you know, even of any position, left. even though he left, you know. Yeah. Thought I wish he stayed. Um, but, uh, yeah, he, I, I love Vinny, the way he played. He played hard. And, mm-hmm. you know, he was always, you know, uh, looking for the ball. He was a ball hot. You know, he mm-hmm. was always looking, tipping passes, intercepting passes, that interception, uh, A&M interception. Yeah, 13. Yeah, one of my favorite plays. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would definitely give him uh, honorable mention. Um and you know Eddie Jackson now, yep. you know be, moving from mm-hmm. being a corner, moving over to a safety. I think he has one of the best chances of becoming an All Saban starter, you know, yeah, first team or yeah. next year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he would be one of those guys I'll, I'll keep my eye on. I had Rashad Johnson as a as an honorable yeah. mention. You know, talk about ball hawk. Yeah. You know those three interceptions against LSU that year was, oh, like, was two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. Yeah. yeah Saved the game. Interceptions and that overtime. that overtime interception. He had a pick six interception. I mean, yeah, talk about and. And, you know, talking about having a career, this dude's been in the NFL for a long time. Yeah, since he, you know, since he left. He's been there for a long time, so. With the cards, uh, so. Um, yeah. and, and he was one of those guys who was there before Nick was there. That's one of the things you could say about safety that you may not be able to say about our corners. Our safeties are, are, are making, a, you know, pretty good hay in the, in the NFL right now. You know, you look at Landon, he had a pretty good, you know, uh, rookie year. Uh, Ha-Ha's had a good couple of years. Mark Barron, he's switching linebacker, but you know he's still playing pretty mm-hmm. well. Been in the Netflix league for a league and for a while. Rashad uh, Robert Lester is uh, you know still with I think Carolina, Carolina right? Yep. He's still doing well. So you see, our safeties have actually uh, you know done, had some success in the next level. Yeah, so. they definitely have. All right, so uh, that's our defense, right? Yep, that's our defense. We uh, we uh, picked it out, but I think we came down to our roster. Um, so we've switched gears now to uh, special teams, mm-hmm. and uh, what we did here is we decided to do uh, obviously a kicker, a punter, but then we also did a punt returner and a kick returner. So kind of split those, uh, you know, two to two different mm-hmm. uh, positions. So um, as far as our special teams, you want to start with the uh, kicker, place kicker. Uh, yeah, uh, for the place kicker. Uh... I thought it had to be Lee Tiffin. Um, we, uh, you know, he's, you know, he just got better and better for longer. He was with us, you know, first, you know, it wasn't that great, but for, you know, the, like he kicked what, all four years? Mm-hmm. Uh, he just got better and better. And he was a, a Lou Groves, a semifinalist his senior year. Um, you know, of the choices, I just think he's a natural choice. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not going to be a Mumbly Joe. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Missing, missing, uh, missing field goal. K. Foster. K. Foster. Definitely going to be K. Foster. Uh, Adam Griffith. I don't, I don't Adam think so. Adam, you know, you know we'll see what this year brings yeah. for Adam, you I know. Mean, the onside kick was a huge play, but mm-hmm. field goals, he's been a little inconsistent. Um, I think Lee, you know, just has to be the pick for, yeah, I mean, for the place kicker. If you all remember how, how the offense struggled in the 2009 season, I think he had what – Six uh, uh, field goals in the Ole Miss game. Four in Tennessee. Four Tennessee game. I think uh, I mean there was a game we had five. I mean the South, South Carolina, Carolina game. Was, yeah. You know he it was he, him he and was, Mark basically. He, he, you know we used him. He was our offense. You know mm-hmm. that year pretty much him, him and Mark. Mark. And uh, he, you know he, and he was accurate. He you know he rarely ever missed, and you know, that's what we asked him to do. And mm-hmm. like you said, he got better. You know he was one of those. He struggled mightily his freshman and sophomore years, and then. 2008, he kind of got confidence getting a couple of big kicks out early. And 2009, he was just money in the bank. So mm-hmm. you have to go with uh, uh, Lee for our kicker. Uh, as far as punter, um, I don't know. I, I guess a punter has been kind of underwhelming for us. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of been the position that's been the least um, lauded after, I don't know, on our team, like from top to bottom. Um, you know, J.K. Scott has definitely been the most talented punter mm-hmm. we've had, but his his struggle last year, you know, I want to see what he can do this year to come back. 
Um, so I guess, you know, for punter, I would go with P.J. Fitzgerald. Yeah. He was the first punter we had yeah. uh, under Nick. Um, you know, what exception, didn't have an exceptionally great leg, but, you know, he, would, he wasn't afraid to get in there and tackle on a return. And, you know, he, just, he did his job. He was also the holder um, while he was here as well. So, mm-hmm. um, but, yeah, that's, I mean, I guess I would just go to him by default. Yeah, yeah. Um. I may side with J.K. just because I think his freshman year was the best season an Alabama punter's ever had. True, so, true. Uh, I could go with him, and you know he's still relatively young. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, we got him for two more years, so right. Let's see what he he can do. Um, for punt returner, I'm pretty sure we both elected the same person. <laughs> um, no offense to Cyrus, because I, I love Cyrus. He had some big punt returns for us this year. And a little offense to Christian Jones because you because he just wasn't that great. <laughs> uh, no offense to Marquise Mays, uh, I think he's had he had one of the best moments that we've witnessed in person, mm-hmm. uh, and it was kick return against uh, Arkansas in what 2010, 11. Oh, mm-hmm. But the best punt returner and probably the best kick returner in general uh, has to be Javier Javier yeah. at the 15 yard line. That will be returned up to the 30. There's nobody there. Nothing but green grass, folks. Touchdown, Alabama on the punt return. That is Arenas. Uh, Javier was just electric with the ball. Like You felt like he could take it to the house every time he yep. touched it. Um, he, uh, he was such a dangerous weapon because he always gave us good field position. Yep. You know, Either teams are going to kick it away from him and kick it out of bounds, or they're going to kick it to him and take their chances of him running it back at the very least, uh, getting back, you know, close to the 50. I like how he would jump up after every kick return and run, you know, full speed to the sidelines. You know, that was one of my favorite things. Like, you know, some players will Hollywood and lay around. You don't know if they're hurt or not. Not Javi. You know, he got up, get to the sidelines. Yep. So. And uh, he was just so – he was so shifty. He couldn't mm-hmm. find those seams. And he'll be running – Straight, and then he would just kind of go sideways and up at the same time, and he he, he was just so like you said, so dangerous because anyone could can go to the house. Um, any lapse in judgment by the special, you know, the the kicking team, mm-hmm. you know, it, like that could be your lunch right there. He's, he's taking it to Dallas, taking your lunch. So mm-hmm. uh, definitely, he's going to be my number one. If if I have any kind of returns, I will put him out there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, kick returner, I don't know. It was kind of a crapshoot to yeah, me. I mean, yeah. we never really had a guy who excelled just as the kick returner. You know, no. we had a lot of guys we kind of plugged and chugged into that position. Like, um, you know, Julio was a kick returner for a little while. I yeah, think Trent. Yeah, Julio and Trent were there together. Yeah, they ran back year. some kicks. Um, I think Milner was used on the kick return team at one point. I mean, Christian Jones. Yeah, Christian Jones. Maybe, um, maybe Kenyon. Kenyon Drake. I mean, Kenyon Drake had one of the greatest plays on kick kickoff. Yeah, not, you know? a, not not quantity, but quality, quality for sure. Quality, you know. So, I mean, I don't know. I just kind of kind of left that one as uh, it was just kind of like a auxiliary. But I guess, you know, I would go with the guy who had the most <laughs> – I can't believe God helped me. I'm saying this, but I was like, Christian Jones. Don't say it. Oh. <laughs> Christian Jones. No. I would have to say he's at the most. He was, he, he was used as that role the most. Mitchell Ludwig kicks off. <laughs> Christian Jones from the seven. They didn't get him down. Touchdown is second of the night. You know, he, he had a, one good year, uh, the 2013 year. He had a couple good – he had the kick in the punt return one game and, and with Vitek, and then yeah. he had a kick return against uh, Ole Miss that year. So, I mean, you know, he had, but he had a lot of issues yeah. the 2014 year. So, yeah. I don't know if I could say I feel comfortable putting him back there. You know, <laughs> is he going to keep – you know, hold him to the ball? And there's a lot of guys that I wish we would have used on returns that we never did. So, yeah. you know, like uh, Mari, I don't know, you know, yeah. how he would have done. You, you've you've been calling for Eddie since, you know, <sighs> midway yeah. since the Georgia game. You've been saying put Eddie on there. So, um, but I guess I would go with Christian Jones. Talk me out of it. Stop with some sense into me. Help me. No, I can't. <laughs> I, I can't help you because 
it makes no damn sense. So, but it, I mean, there's really no one else. I mean, this, is, this position has been such a bugaboo for us the last couple of years. You know, if we had just fair caught the ball the last two years, we wouldn't have lost to Ole Miss either one of the years. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, on my notes, I have Christian question mark, Trent Julio question mark, Kenyon question mark. I mean, there's no, there's no one to pick. So we'll we'll just leave it with Christian. There's just no no one else to say. You know, we'll, we'll leave it with his dumb ass. You know, but whatever. All, All right. right. Um, so uh, we want to close this up by talking about some uh, some potentials for the future. Yeah, the guys who we think have the best chance to become all saving uh, teamers, mm-hmm. first team, second team, honor mention, whatever you want to call it, but mm-hmm. guys we think have a chance of becoming uh, the next wave, so to speak. Yeah. Um, think uh, the man that kind of continued the tradition of coming back. Making the sacrifice and taking, you know, trying to come back and put the team on your back, Jonathan Allen. Yeah. I think uh, his year this year was just incredible. You know, with yeah. fourteen sacks, fourteen mm-hmm. and a half sacks, and yeah. I mean, he was just a beast. And he didn't play all the time. You know, he wasn't. You know, he, they would have different packages where he would come out, and and so I mean, but him coming back this year, I'm just really excited. I was real, you know, we were all apprehensive of what we were lost losing, but. Hearing him come back, I think, put us at ease a little bit of knowing that at least there's going to be good leadership. You know, we won't have to worry about who's going to be the leader of that, you know, with him. And then another guy I want to mention, Reuben, Reuben Foster. Mm-hmm. I was really happy to see Rube come back. And he was a guy that I was really kind of concerned. I just thought he was he's just not going to be what we hoped he would. You know, when he flipped from Auburn, you know, that freshman year, he didn't really do much at all. And the sophomore year, he was just kind of – a flash in the pan, you know, a little bit, but then he had those that flash against the LSU that, that hit on Fournette. You know, yep. he knew he could hit, but he didn't hit right. You know, he he didn't lower he lowered his head. Yep. So once he learned how to tackle and everything else, he kind of made such a huge leap this year that I think Rube could be one of those guys that'll be on our list. Yeah, and I, and I think Tim Williams as well. You know, another guy that's had to Tim come back. He had a ton of sacks for us. He had what, like ten sacks or mm-hmm. something like that. I think he can be like that Courtney Upshaw type of role yeah. or. You know, he's got hand in the dirt a lot, but he's also a linebacker. So I really think those three guys coming back, uh, Jonathan Allen, Ruben, and Tim Williams, are all going to be huge. And, and I, I'm just as excited about the defense as I was last year. So yeah. I think it's going to be great. And uh, number four, Eddie Jackson. Eddie, uh, You know, switching him to safety has just been like – it was just a revelation. Mm-hmm. I mean – it, he had the he had the skills of a corner, but then at the same time he got bigger. You know he's so much bigger than he was between 2014 and 2015, and and he had a knack for it. You know he, he some guys wouldn't take that you know too light you know too well mm-hmm. being told they need to move positions. They, their pride would get in their way. You know, mm-hmm. but hey, if you want to play, you want to start. Listen to what you know. Nick Saban's not going to try to steer you wrong if he thinks you know he could help you. So, yeah. I think Eddie is, is another one, fourth, the fourth guy there. And then uh, a couple of cornerbacks, uh, Marlon Humphrey and uh, Mika Fitzpatrick. Marlon, the fact Mika. that they're, they're going together, we're going to have for the next week, next couple of years, yeah. um, is uh, you know just mind blowing. You know they're. They're miles ahead of the of what any of these guys we mentioned earlier were. We're a freshman. For a freshman year. We talked Me, about uh, D and Dre D struggling and, and, and Kareem struggling. And they're miles ahead of that. And so, you know, it's kind of scary to think about what they can be, like, you know, towards the end of, of, of next season mm-hmm. and into this following season, yep. how, how how great they can be. Yep, 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 yep. Yes, sir. Um, J.K. Scott, we already mentioned him earlier. We, yep. I want to see what he can do. Mm-hmm. You know, sophomore slump, it happens sometimes. But let's see what you can do and see how you respond. Uh, you know, I hope we don't have to use them that all much anyway. You know, mm-hmm. the less we have to use them, the better. But when we do have to call on them, I want to see that, that the power in his kicks that he had. I want to uh, close out by asking you, we have both of our return positions open. Uh, who would you like to see fill uh, both of those? I know we have uh, the running back and in the kickoff. Uh, what's it? Damian, Damian Harris. Harris. Yeah, he's going to be. A, he was returning kicks last year. He's going to be doing this year. Who would you like to see in either of the, the kicks? Calvin the Ridley. Yep. I love to see Cal. I think he he's fast. He's got he's got he can pick up an open you know open you know open field. He's got he like has that high step. He puts his foot in the ground and he just he's off. Mm-hmm. He can just he has a separation. I think uh, he can use him and he's kind of got the right size for it too. He's not. 
overly, you know, too big. You know, Julio was just so big, you know. Mm-hmm. He just bruised down, run down field, kind of like the juggernaut. You yeah. get the hell out of his way. But yeah. um, I think Cal has the shiftiness. Like and, yeah, you know, he can. More like a uh, Amari. Yeah, guy. yeah, he can cut and move and everything. And, and he has good hands. So I, th- I would like to see him used. And we already talked about Eddie. Mm-hmm. You, you've been, like I said, you've been talking about this since he started having pick sixes and way he yeah. would. I think Eddie just has the great, the great ball skills, and he can, he can see the setup and the blocks. And um, I think he would just be fantastic on punt returns, in particular. I think he he would just have a, a nice knack for that. Um, you don't pre- uh, prescribe to the school that you know your most valuable players are too valuable for for kick returns, or um, you know Calvin, you know Calvin can do it, but he's not as big as Julio was. You know, I didn't have the fear that I have with Calvin. You know, I feel like a Calvin can take one hit, and you know. We, we got to have Calvin in, the, in, the, in as a wide receiver. You know, we don't got to have him returning kicks. But <laughs> he gets hurt, hurt running kick yeah, back. I'm yeah. gonna be mighty upset. Let's throw our Darius fumble Stewart, fumble yeah. hand Stewart back there because he's fast. You know, but he's fast. Stewart. But he also fumbled a, a, oh, the opening kickoff miss, yeah. this year against Ole Miss, and he has he can no. catch. He, he has falls roll out of his hands. But you know, maybe he's just still learning. You know, and adjusting to being, uh, you know. A receiver catching all those balls, but um, but he is fast enough to do it. You maybe know, it we use him that. You know, maybe it could be Robert Foster. Maybe yeah, it could be Foster comes Josh back. Jacobs yeah. or, you know, somebody else we don't know about. We don't know, you know. But um, you know, that's that's who uh, I guess as we that, that we know of. Okay. All right. Well, we are going to wrap uh, wrap this episode up. Stick a fork in it. Um, you've been listening to a, another Bama football junkies. Uh, podcast. Uh, I'm Robert. I'm Shari. And uh, just want to say uh, thank y'all for listening and roll tide. Roll tide. <laughs>